Prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Thank you, Phoebe. I was opening up this um, passage on Monday uh, with some guys in a cafe and uh, one of them said it had never occurred to him before that Jesus had prayed for him. Now, maybe it's never occurred to you that Jesus prayed for you. He did. He's prayed for all of us. And it's massively encouraging to know that because it means, of course, that when he was on the cross, only hours after saying this prayer, he had us in mind, together with everyone else who would believe in him. And it's massively instructive to hear what he prays for us because it motivates us to treasure what he really treasures and to guard that as precious. And especially this is the case because it's next to impossible for us to create it ourselves. Unity. He prays for our unity. That just as he and the Father are one, so also we would be one. This is a deep unity, a unity of heart and mind and purpose, a unity that shows itself in deep and lasting fellowship with one another. You know, I think all of us have a need for that sort of unity. There are times in our culture when we can glimpse moments of that, maybe at a football match, uh, the roar of delight, at, you know, as you're team scores the winning goal, the shared sorrow if you're on the losing side, the fellowship in grief. Or maybe it's a you know, particularly good concert where the band or the singer has everyone in the palm of their hands and everyone is just caught up in what's doing and you know, stamping their feet and shouting in unison. But the, the thing is it doesn't last. The siren blows, the music finishes, we, we jostle with the same people we were unified with as we try and get out of the car park and get our way home. Jesus prays for a unity that will last. Now what is this unity? Is it just people being nice to one another and never saying anything that they disagree about? Well, I have to say, there is a lot to be said for good manners and treating people with respect, that can help maintain unity. Uh, it's a very Christian idea, good manners. It comes from treating people with respect and loving one another, all right? 
But this unity is more than that. The unity here is a unity that comes about through the apostles' message, through the gospel. My prayer is not for them alone, the 11 alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, right? Unity comes through the apostles' message, the gospel. That is, in the shared conviction that in love, the Lord God sent his son Jesus Christ, the loving son of God who gave himself for our sins on Good Friday, who rose again as Lord of all on Sunday, and who still lives and through his spirit is calling people to turn from their sins and to believe in him so that on the day that he comes in glory, sinners who are made righteous in him will stand forgiven, secure, his adopted sons and daughters and he will welcome them in. That is what Christians around the world believe. Jesus' prayer is that that message would remain primary for us, that we would not depart from it, that these truths would sink in deep and we would hold them deep and that the secondary things that we disagree about would not be elevated to that primary status. We'd keep the main thing the main thing and let the secondary things remain secondary because our unity is in the gospel. Now, for whose benefit does Jesus pray this? Is it just for ours, it is not. It is for the sake of the world. It's like the line in the Lord's Prayer, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Just like that is a mission prayer for God's kingdom to be established in the hearts and minds of people increasingly around the world, so also this is a mission prayer. Jesus prays, may they be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. May they be brought to complete unity and then the world will know that you sent me and you've loved them even as you've loved me. Now, he prays this, why does he pray this? Because he is about to go to the Father, meaning that the world will no longer be able to experience the direct love of God through him physically on earth. And given that the 11 disciples are also going to die and go to the Father, Jesus prays for his future disciples that through their lived out unity, the world would also see and experience Jesus' deep love in action, in them and through them, in us, through us. That is his prayer. In my own life, I have to say, it was God's answer to that prayer that led me to faith in Christ. I was invited to this little local suburban church in the little suburb where I lived in, and I just couldn't get over how much the people seemed to love one another. I didn't know why they loved one another. Didn't know why they loved me. I mean, my parents did, but they had to. They were my parents, but these people weren't my parents. They didn't know me, and yet they seemed to love me. It puzzled me, I didn't know why it was the case, but it kept me coming. Until I realized, of course, that it was the love of God for them in Jesus, that was the reason. And so powerful was it that I couldn't help but stay with this group and then surrender to Christ and invite him in. 
And then I entered relationship with God because God answered Jesus' prayer that he prayed on that Thursday night, the night before he died. Now, ultimately, when that mission prayer is answered, what is the end goal? What, what is the high purpose? What is it that Jesus wants in the end for everyone who believes in him? What is it that he prays last of all? That we would make it to the Father and we would see him. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. He wants us, each of us, to be with his Father. He wants us to see him in his home, in his heavenly glory. He wants us to enter into the love and the glory the Father had given him. He wants us with them. So much did he want this, that this was the last thing he asked the Father for in the hearing of his disciples. So much did he want this that he willingly endured the horrors of the cross to secure it. So much does he still want this that as our high priest in heaven, he is still praying this for us to be one for the sake of the world, to make it to the Father, to see him in his glory. He is still praying this for us. What an astounding comfort. What a massive reason to love him. That back then he had us in his heart and his mind and he still does. I'm going to invite the band up again but the rest of us, let's pray. <laughs> Our merciful God, what a blessing it has been to sit in the words of Jesus, the prayer of Jesus tonight. Our loving Father, we praise you that Jesus shared his heart with us his heart for himself, his heart for the 11, his heart for us. And loving and gracious God, please answer every single one of those prayers. And may you change us as we think on them. In Jesus' name, amen.
please take a seat. We're just going to have a time of reflection. We give a minute or so just to reflect on the things that we've heard about Jesus' prayer. Perhaps you might want to respond in prayer yourself to God and praise him for the things that he's done. Maybe there's been a thought that has affected you and you want God to reveal more of that to you. So we're just going to have a moment where we just have some silence and then we're going to have a time of confession together. So a time of silence first. before we engage in the privilege of confessing our sin, and it is a privilege, we're first going to think about these words that Jesus said. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. As we come to the Father through him, let us confess these things together. Lord God, we have sinned against you. We have done evil in your sight. We are sorry and repent. Have mercy on us according to your love. Wash away our wrongdoing and cleanse us from our sin. Renew a right spirit within us and restore to us the joy of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Of course, this amazing promise. God demonstrates his own love for us in this, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Narelle is going to continue praying for us. Let's keep praying together. Dear Heavenly Father, hallowed be your name. We praise you, our Lord and God, that you glorified your Son at the cross. We praise you that he was able to give eternal life to all those that have been given to him. We thank you for Jesus' selflessness, that he obeyed your will and completed the work you had for him on earth by dying on the cross and bringing glory to you. Deliver them from the evil one. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that Jesus lost none of the disciples given to him except Judas. 
Thank you for the long-term ministry of these men that continues to us today as we read their words written under the guidance and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We pray that as we, like them, are sent into the world, we may be an active witness for Jesus. And we pray for the witness of all God's people around the world this Easter time. Protect them from the evil one, and may they stay faithful to you in the face of persecution. Please keep terrorism at bay this Easter around the world. Father, sanctify us by your word and make us holy. May your will be done. May your kingdom come. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray for all believers in this world, present and future. May we have unity with the Father and the Son so the world may believe in Jesus. We pray that many more people would enthrone in their hearts Jesus as Lord, that they would willingly turn from sin and choose to live under the loving rule of Christ Jesus as King. Mighty God, may your kingdom come. We pray that Jesus would return and take us to be with him where he is, better by far. Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. We're going to stand together and sing just to finish our service. Um, All glory be to Christ. So let's stand.
love it if you would join us for more Easter celebrations. Tomorrow we are going to be looking at 10 a.m. Um, at his cry in a reflective service here in the hall. Uh, children will be catered for down in the ministry centre, so please bring them. Um, and then on Sunday, 10 a.m., we'll have a family service together where we will look at Jesus' answer. Um, there are also opportunities to fellowship together. There will be a soup lunch at Kristen Norell's on from tomorrow, yeah, not even on, just tomorrow. <laughs> um, and then on Sunday evening um, at the Jarrett's house, um, events that are happening there, weather dependent, things will happen and they'll be good. Please be there. In the meantime, all glory to Christ. Um, let us keep in that attitude of prayerful reflection. And I'm sure there's more wine and cheese back there. So finish it up. Thanks for joining us.